All right, you guys, welcome to this episode of The Outrun Show. Uh, today we have some banter about uh, getting Thanos on Facebook. What is that? No one knows. The secret to these COVID trials. And then we move into talking about uh, training in nature, the subject of natural training, method natural, move nat, parkour, evolve move play. We hit on all those uh, sort of outdoorsy topics and really this question of, are you enough as a human or is there some sort of deficit by not being more of a generalist, right? Yeah. Do we need to acquire all these skills, running, throwing, swimming, diving? We have a superhuman diving story from Jesse, which I'll have to I'll listen to. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's an awesome, awesome show on this episode. All right, you guys. Uh, I'm Travis. Justin. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jesse. And uh, this is the Outrun Show. So uh, today we're chatting about a few things. And uh, the first topic up. Hey, it, sir, we're supposed to do this at the end. I know. We just well, talked about it. Wouldn't you just want to just go right just into talk. it? He couldn't help it. Just talk. He couldn't help it. This guy. This is routine. Dude, you're the guy. You're the type of guy that sets up like that. Writes your writes your papers, and you have like opening sentence, supporting sentence, <laughs> supporting sentence to closing statement, transition. Yep. Hook. Hook. Yep. What's yeah, that's hook? you, huh? You write your whole paper like that, don't you? What's the hook? As a hook, so right? your so readers to, in, to fool them into reading the rest of your. Mm. Essay. It's like, can you imagine walking miles through the desert? <laughs> This is what the ancient (laughs) people (laughs) used to have to do. Yeah, when I think hook, I think Wu-Tang Clan. But, you know. You think of a rap hook. That's right. Yeah, that's a modern version of hook. Yeah, as opposed to like eighth grade essay. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Makes sense. I like the modern hooks better, too. Yeah. Academic literature, and I'm reading a lot of it now that Carly's in grad school, is it's, it's tough stuff. Do you like studies that you were reading, or what? Well, I, I read her papers and stuff like that, and I, not that I like she writes great papers, but it's just like there's so much like MLA citations and stuff like that that I feel like I, I understand the reason for them, and as like a procedures kind of guy, I totally appreciate them. But, dude, they sap the soul out of papers, dude. Like Very dry. I don't know how Carly can write about the, like, intense, you know, childhood trauma things that she has to write about for these papers and make them, so, like, they, they just come off so soulless. I'm like, mm. this is a child's trauma we're talking mm. about here. And they're like citations. Wow. So Travis, as a child, shattered his kneecap in an accident. He didn't. And now, yeah, no. and now he can never walk again. Citation, Clark, 2019. Like, that's yeah. so, like, callous. So it's just very sterile. <laughs> yeah. Right? Very sterile. Like, you don't, you don't want that. Yeah, we're, uh, I was talking with Lizzie's cousin, who's in, uh, she's running a pharmaceutical trial for rare blood disease, and she's uh, testing a drug that her company's making. And uh, I was asking her about COVID and all this, and um, it's very surprising just how, excited she was about those studies and i've and i've always tried to read a couple of the studies that have been done on COVID or mask or whatever and i get to about the 
the what the first like general summary, the hypothesis, whatever that is, where they're like, this is the what we're and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I need to read this. This is extremely relevant right now. Um, so, but when I was talking to her, it was the complete opposite. She's like, she just couldn't stop talking about right? how uh, how exciting her uh, pharmaceutical trial was and uh, comparing it to the the COVID trials for the vaccines that are going through right now. Um, which was very interesting. She was saying she was giving us the insight into why they're able to move so fast with the their uh, COVID trials, and mm. she's saying there's so many like gaps in her trial that require. Uh, uh, them to collect and to review and to analyze and to like kind of interpret the data that they've been spending the last you know whatever months on and that, that those windows extend everything and with COVID they're analyzing and interpreting as they go like everything's happening simultaneously well, cause, yeah because there's so many cases yes yeah. you don't have to go out pull a sample size of, of yeah. people you have well that's true uh, at this point how many global cases have we had right so well in the U.S. right we've had hundreds of thousands of cases so right it's um, I think we might yeah, we yeah, it's time, yeah. yeah so it's you know so our numbers are so high you can pull from any of that data because the cdc i would imagine is probably giving that data to any sure. sort of companies that are working on a vaccine or any trial like that for nothing yeah right they're just like oh yeah here's all that data so that's so you guys going to be on the first round of the vax then or? after talking so i didn't think i would because i think like everybody has a legitimate fear for that it's yeah. just, it's right. It's a, yeah, like, it's a new drug. This is like an, an extremely hard thing like to understand. It's a new it drug yeah. for a, for a, a, a pandemic. Like, yep. it's probably, it's, it's not a storybook for sure. Yeah. And, right. Uh, yeah. That's what it feels like that too. You're just like 95% effective. 94% what about the five? So, um, but when I actually when I was talking with her, she, she said that she, she was very confident about it, obviously. And she was like, they're not doing anything faster with the trials they're just doing all of it at the same time sooner they're saying uh, the 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 steps they're taking are all the same steps i was taking or she was taking for her trial um they're just not waiting to do the entire study and then interpret right they're just it's all going on so that's why she was like it's very cool and it's actually going to be something that we look forward to after covid that we can now have this example of doing something so much faster and more efficient than mm-hmm. I've been doing it before. So yeah, yeah, I think looks like it. Yeah, I think uh, just well, there's a few reasons why I would um, not or did not have a problem taking it sooner. Well, one is that I just want to, for instance, you know, something that can protect the the gym for the most part. Like that's mm-hmm. like being being in being around kids. Blah 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 blah. So for me, that's like the thing. You know, we've got kids. Um, so I want to protect my kids, other people's kids, blah, blah, blah. Um, I also, you know, after going through, like when I was in high school, I had a, uh, you know, cancer, right? The, the audience doesn't know. Um, and I wouldn't even take Tylenol. I was like, I'm not purifying, <laughs> I'm pure, I'm not, you know. <laughs> like, I remember being like that too, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I'm not taking anything that could, you know, spoil. Meanwhile, I'm like chugging Mountain Dew and eating pieces of Reese's peanut butter cups, right? And I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, yeah, don't spoil my perfect my body. body. Right, exactly, I'm not weakening my body. Code red! <laughs> right? So, uh, but then I went through chemo and I was like, <laughs> Like that stuff's all like mustard gas in liquid form. So I I was like, I, I think that's actually a half truth. It's just mustard. Ones. Yeah, it's mustard <laughs> and mustard gas. Yeah, right? It's just mustard. Uh, the, and, so, and so now I don't have that same feeling. So it's like, yeah. Also, I kind of suspect that, you know, 
there's a there's a group of people who believe that it can strengthen the immune system by being exposed to certain things and pathogens and things like that, I suppose. And I think there might, you know, there's some some logic in that and some science in it too, probably. But I still think that like acquiring vaccines it has a stigma, but at the same time, like what if like I mean that kind of makes you superhuman, right? Yeah. To some degree. I mean, assuming you can handle the side effects. Like if it was something else, let's just pretend it was something else. Like extra foot on your broad jump, but there's side effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's this, very. True. I mean, it, it's typically the side effects that make you superhuman, right? Like you get bit by a spider, and suddenly you your DNA gets morphed, and now you're Spider-Man, right? Like that was a side effect. They didn't make that spider to make you Spider-Man. It's true, but are there cases of side effects that are bad? So it'd be more like it'd be more like, you know. You get migraines, and so you take this pill, and then suddenly you have an extra foot on your broad jump. Mm. Or just an extra foot. Or just an extra foot. That's the trade-off, though. What kind of foot are you going to get? No, an no. imperial one or a literal one? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to be like it's not gonna be like an extra leg that comes out, extra foot, like functional. It's just going to be a foot that just comes out of your hip. Which means you have to buy an odd pair of shoes. You know, when I went to school, <laughs> I'll wear a shoe on my third foot on your hip foot on your hip foot, <laughs> on their hip foot that's just hanging out dude you imagine though you could lay on your side and still be standing you could leave the tags on it just looked like a fanny pack think like. of your b-boy freezes <laughs> that's what you would get is a fanny pack that just always sits here to hide your foot <laughs> yeah what i yeah i would totally do that too extra foot for one shot one vaccine it's all good yeah. so i had some i had some facebook drama a couple weeks ago Ooh. Dude, Facebook drama is rough. Dude, well, first Travis, I got... Travis's persistence on Facebook is impressive. I know you. I it looks like uh, Facebook is about to die. So I'm just, here, let me hear your drama. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, part of part of it is, is that like it's still a it's an incredibly, arguably the best platform still for like advertising and marketing, right? And and even content production and sharing is like it's really powerful, even though you know. Uh, millennials and Gen Z don't use it as often, um, but yeah, no. Travis is Travis's persistence. I pop on there just to make sure that, like, you know, like none of my family members passed away or something, mm. and I didn't hear about it. So I pop on there. I like some things. I comment some things to make people feel loved because that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Travis is on there all the time, dude. He's like sparking conversations, starting shit. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, so I have a, a love-hate relationship with Facebook. And that's what I was going to say. I recently got um, what I would describe as thanos Oh, you got snapped. I got thanos um, So this is, I think, would shock a lot of people who actually care about their information on Facebook. It's, again, why I have trouble taking seriously, like, conversations about who's getting, you know, um, shut down on Facebook and 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 whether they have the, the right to their information on Facebook in those sort of ways. And... First of all, you can download your information on Facebook, which I do. So if anyone has their Facebook, you can just Google how to download your pictures and data from Facebook and you can go into a link and it just saves it in like JSON formats to some later way that you can open it. Right? What does it look like? Um, it just has all the files and the comments and the, like the all HTML your comments? Yeah, it has everything. Every comment. Yeah, made? so let me, oh. there, you need an awakening, sir. Oh. This, all this stuff is digital footprint, bro. Yeah, I So you can download it. Man, okay. So I, I periodically download mine just because I'm aware of the fact that they can just take all of it away from me. And I've just been on it long enough that there's some stuff on there I want to keep. So I, I took, uh, I, I, I 
What where are you at? You're just over here just doing stuff. Don't be I'm looking at me. Oh, sorry. I do what I want. Okay. Um, Justin just got up and just started just taking a stroll around like like he was shopping. Literally or just walking, just browsing the wares. <laughs> browsing the wares. Anyway, so I get Thanos. What I mean by that is everything gets turned off. Meaning you like go to message me and it's if I, you you don't exist. And that's what's really a creepy feeling, even for me, even though I knew it could happen. Uh, about Facebook is. When you go and you just don't exist, like my wife is like, I went to add you as my husband, and it was like it's weird the behaviors, right? That's the first thing she tried to do was go and add me back as her husband. <laughs> you guys have been married for like, <laughs> right? Looks like I couldn't find you. Like she's like, only now getting around to, I'm to over Facebook here. official. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it was, and like you used to go to your profile, you look for the relationship with people, and when you get Thanos, just you're gone. Nothing. They don't even Space. like. They don't even like email you or anything. They're no. Just like, no no they yeah like yeah call and message me he's like hey your facebook's not your can't message on facebook or something like that yeah you go there's nothing like they take your comments away so it's like if you were in this big argument with your uncle about something political somebody's arguing with themselves right it is literally (laughs) it looks like they're arguing with themselves you're gone the threads are gone your pictures are gone your name is gone there is just in in like the cached version on the app it just says like user and then if you reinstall the app or refresh the app or close it and open it again there's nothing it's a very eerie feeling. It's like yeah. Back to the Future, where people's pictures disappear from the Polaroids or whatever. It's just like that. But then I got it back, and then I so then I proceeded to like with reckless regard argue with people on Facebook about stuff. And do you think it was the arguing or the advertising? So I got them. I reached. It was advertising because I run ads on Facebook, and I'm sure I just, uh, just triggered well. some policy. Yeah, sometimes you do well, or sometimes you just get on radar like i'm pretty sure they have bots on the back end that are just there's zapping people's stuff so people imagine that like there's this committee of you know millennials or something <laughs> sitting behind some you know coffee shop thinking about should we really finally suspend you know jesse should we should we do it what he's do you been think? talking again i know but some of his ideas they're sensitive no it's like a bot on the back end that's probably searching for certain keywords and then Boom, you get zapped. And if you're lucky, you go to log in and they ask you if you want to appeal it. This has happened to me a couple of times. And if you appeal it, then it probably goes to some call center somewhere where someone just looks at the content and makes sure it's not like you like being violent towards someone or something like that. And then they either decide to turn you on or they don't. And it's like just some, probably some guy in a call center just clicking the button. And that's what can people imagine this whole like grandiose Hollywood scenario. It's not. It's not. It's all algorithms and software and that's what's scary about one minimum wage employee as you get (laughs) exactly and as that minimum wage employee gets replaced and as you go on in time ai just won't care everyone imagines that like you know terminator is going to come out and delete your facebook account or your instagram or take down your tiktok or whatever um it's not gonna be like that it's gonna be as gonna be doing something else like oh yeah no we're gonna put this uh yeah so someone says this word just like uh, delete them and there's no way to talk to them there's like Oh, yeah. If you asked AI, I probably wouldn't care. Like, oh, yeah, no, I'll turn you back on, but there's no way to talk. That's what the future's going to be like. Who's going to get zapped? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just surprised that you, yeah, you're still wrestling with Facebook. Well, it's because... I just uh, can't handle the, like, 50th friend request from, like, one of my uncles. 
It's like uh, how many accounts can you make? I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I can't, I can't make <laughs> two like, of these. Oh, this man's yeah, well, that's what those oh, are, man, right? Where Facebook people go in and make new Facebook accounts. Oh. It's because they forget their are, password. Are they, they, they getting kicked out? Or it's like I don't, I don't understand. I, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama. So I got the reason I'm still connected in Facebook is that it still has influence, and it's still the way that I communicate. With pretty much no, like I'm a lot more sensitive on my other accounts about what I would um, talk about just because, uh, I don't know, I care about that audience in a, in a different way. And with Facebook, it's just like, you're just, I'm just trying to get some Correct. sense. In, yeah, <laughs> some sense into people. I don't know. That's what I, I feel. I do like and it's older people. Facebook in that there's not, there's no other social media platform right now that allows you to do any sort of long text format, right? Like Instagram and TikTok. You can't do long text format. Twitter is intentionally built to not do long text format. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if you want to have an actual conversation with somebody, you don't really do it through those other platforms. Facebook's really the only one where you can share a content and then have a discussion below it, right? About said content. Because you can't really, on, on Instagram, you can in the comment feed, but it's like, it's little and, and then I have a big phone and it's still little, right? And then you have to hit few more comments and like, mm. And it shows you three comments out of 97. So you're just like, view three more, view three more, view three more, view three more, <laughs> mm, you're right. view three more. And then you try and catch up and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a pain. But at least Facebook's like pretty snappy about that. Reddit's like that. But yeah, Reddit's we, built we, more for like flashier comments, I feel like, right? That rise to the top rather than discussions. But yeah, you can, yeah, but you can have a discussion on there and it tabulates it all for yeah. you. So it's very easy to follow that conversation. But yeah, it but Reddit. <laughs> Reddit's, you know, a little bit more anonymous. And, and you have to be a more sophisticated name. consumer, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not, it's not going to guide you to how to use the platform, whereas Facebook's definitely meant to be a little more you know, ease of use for the older generation mm-hmm. or for just people who don't want to have to figure out a new platform, right? Mm-hmm. So so basically, the, the other It'll stay around for a little while still. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, they'll change. They'll do whatever they have to do. They have amazing power. Well, let's hope they change this. They haven't done anything. It's been like freaking six years. Except for like soak people's attention up. It's, they do a really good job with Instagram of finding other platforms that are really trending. And then you're just like, what's that? What makes them trending? Oh, they do video, sir. We do video now too. <laughs> yeah. And then Vine dies, right? Yeah. Or like TikTok, for example. They're like, why, why is TikTok trending? And they're like, it's full screen media and it's easy to swipe. We'll do it. Done. Yeah. And it just goes to show you if your uh, if your social media doesn't have something a little bit TikTok's surviving longer than I thought it did. It's doing better than Vine did. But uh, I think yeah. it's going to be. I think TikTok at this point has it. I think that it. I think in three to five years, TikTok or something like TikTok, and I don't really see the adaptations happening in other circles that fast. Will will probably be the main social media source. And that's because there's uh, the because audio is an immersive part. Of, I mean, the only the one feature that Instagram could do that could maybe pull it back would be to just for, leave audio on when you open the app. Because uh, right now, yeah, that's what I've observed is that you open up TikTok, you're going to get audio. Well, you can see they've they've moved the they've rearranged where Reels is now its own centerpiece. So they're they're pushing pretty hard for you to open the app and go straight into the full screen experience like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think they would be I better. Think Instagram's off. a little bit more powerful though, in that its its messaging platform and ability to share between like group chats is is far beyond what TikTok has right now. Yeah. Um, and like TikTok doesn't have really any sort of like story feature or anything like that. TikTok has live the live stream though, and I think that's gonna blow up. I think the ability for people to, you know, you always look at social media is to is building people's narcissism to some degree. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're, they're working on their insecurities and like the ability to just like turn on your camera and go live and have an audience of people who knows who. Yeah. You don't have to follow them in order. You're literally just swiping and suddenly you're on somebody's live feed is, uh, yeah, it's a little... But it's, weird, it feels but... it feels new, and it's and it's a way for people to get instant attention. Anytime you make that attention instant, like in the other platforms, you know, I won't make this a social media podcast all the way through. But on the other platforms, you're like, uh, you you open it up, and then you wait for a notification, and then you take an action on the notification, and then you do, you review whether that is going to be of interest to you, and you click on it. But so that's all you waiting waiting for an interaction. But if I'm not cued for anything, and I come on, boom, and people are instantly just dropping into my feed. And I'm just able to like say hi to them or they they troll me and I can either, you know, be hurt by that or not or whatever. You see so many people with, with a comfort level doing that, especially like Gen Z and younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I see people of all ages on TikTok doing it, right? Like I see just see people with just whatever age just sitting there like staring at it, talking about their day. I'm serious. Yes. I, yeah, it's, it's definitely changing communication. Uh, because I, I feel like the big communication change for... For millennials was that we text right instead of calling it's true that's a huge thing millennials don't answer the phone so don't call us um right i feel like this new generation talking uh with my sister who's 12 mm-hmm. right 12 mm-hmm. uh she does everything over video and so that now i feel like i'm in the other position where i'm like i gotta make a video every time i'm gonna talk to this girl <laughs> like I, i'm just sitting on the couch right now but i'm getting like message after message after message and they're all like four second videos and i'm like oh i can't keep up with this and they'll always oh, open and like just be eating yeah, yeah i know i can hear the crunch so loud <laughs> you're like what what what's going on yes <laughs> it's, it's hilarious because so the other day nova texted me All right and i was here and uh i don't know what she texted me but i had texted her back so she sent me a couple of text messages and i was working and i saw it and i was like okay, I'll, I'll reply to her and i said hi nova like what's going on and then just like as soon as I sent it, like ten seconds later, I'm getting a FaceTime call from <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> and I was like, No, I can't. I can't FaceTime right now. I'm at work. And I was like, That you know, that's why you sent six text messages, and then I replied. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then, but it's hilarious because I was just like, you know, you expect disappointment. Like when someone tries to FaceTime and you're like, I can't. You know, like if I were to do that with Carly, she'd be like, Oh, bummer. Well, I'll call you back as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Nobody's just like, Okay. Oh, and she's probably on to doing yeah she's yeah. probably facetiming somebody else i was like what was i was i something <laughs> to you or no yeah but it's hilarious because yeah, isabel's the same way yeah, it's weird because i feel like i was like i don't i don't like facetime like i have to like get ready for facetime oh dude justin doesn't like facetime so we always try and group facetime it. you know it's, it's fine with you know you guys but uh like chatting with family over facetime is just so difficult it's just uh I don't like looking at my face, talking to myself. Like, I don't, what is that? Why? But anyways, um, the kids love it. The kids just love it. Nova, my daughter, she loves it. She'll just like call herself. (laughs) Put like when I was like. That's uh, half of what I feel like it is. And just like, you know, wiggle whiskers or something. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's the that's the future. But yeah, actually, it was uh, when I was talking to Isabel. She was um, maybe one day she heard this, but she was like, "We just got her Christmas list, and it's all about aesthetic, and it's hilarious that this generation is has picked up that term aesthetic." Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, and which so, they really mean brand. They really mean that's that's my brand. But yeah. Or style, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like style. Style. Do you remember like, scene kids? Yes. It's kind of like that. Lindsay was totally one of those kids. Um, it sounds old now. I remember when it sounded young. That's funny. So I love that they're and uh, and I and I love being uh, uh, having a brand that's outrun because we just have we just got such a good start on this because everyone is hopping onto this neon retro. Yeah, we're like five years ahead of. Yeah, we're very right. Wide. Well, and, and so uh, and and Isabel comes up and she's like, got these like LEDs out on her list for her aesthetic and. So I sent her a, a Snapchat back where I have that neon sign in the grid on the, on yeah. the wall. And Jesse just gave me another neon uh, LED light. And so I pan through and there's like the whole room is just neon pink and blue. And I'm like, I already have your aesthetic. It's already, I, I got it. Too bad. I do it yeah, right. Yeah, because she was all like, I want like neon, like RGB <laughs> yeah. lights for my aesthetic. I did the same thing where I like turned on like my gaming yeah. PC and the lights, the lights and everything. Like, and the whole room's just like. Like, she gets like, all mad. She's just like, "Oh, you stole my aesthetic!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I just love it because we're just like we made Outrun, you know, and we had the idea for Outrun for a very long time before. We just know, always knew that we were gonna do retro video game themed neon cyber future. So we just uh, we just got ahead, you guys. I love it. I love beating the younger generations, man. Yeah, at their own games." As young people, they always have the attitude. I invented this. I'm like, I, I mean, I've felt like that like a few times, like I invented something, um, but then realized, oh no, someone else had done it. Did we invite a dog to the podcast today? No, the, the neighbors over there have a dog, and the dog comes and visits the people over here at the front quite often. Very nice dog. Hmm. Don't mind it too much, <laughs> except I'm like. It, you realize it's like a construction parking lot out there, right? Like, they're just big old oh, trucks. Yeah. Just yeah. There's a dog running around. Yeah, it's a bit risky, but hey, it's not my dog. So, so I the, so the, the triple Facebook drama that I had was um, kind of like what, what wasn't um, parkour is there's a... So there's another program out there called MoveNet, and it uh, has a... Uh, like brand that focuses on method natural, which was a precursor to um, it's parkour. Like a philosophical father of parkour. Yeah. yeah, philosophical father of parkour. And there's and there's there's a discipline there too for sure. Um, Poor mother, I guess I don't know. <coughs> right. Um, and uh, anyway, there's a program that that mirrors that more truly meaning. They add in some things like swimming and um, and uh, some other human activities and endeavors. But oftentimes people will come like to the to the parkour threads and be like, hey, you know, this is here, take a look at my, you know, my move net thing. This is this technique or whatever. And then we'll be compelled to say this, this, this exists in parkour. It's, it's not uniquely yours. And oftentimes people will, will say things like, well, I do it this way because it is, um, it is move net and, and not parkour. And what do you guys think about that? My my thing is just that. Oh, it depends on what it is, uh, and what's their reason. So the technique that was in that was in de- debate was you have a bar and you're doing like a muscle up 
progression or variation or alternative. I wouldn't even call it a progression. I'd say alternative. Oh, is it the elbow? It's the elbow thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you, you pull up like you're doing a pull up. You, you chicken wing one arm up. You don't do the full pull up, so it's pretty safe to do. And then you put the other arm up like this. And then you sort of do a muscle up, a shortened muscle up because it's on your forearms like this. And then at the top, they like to press up and then move their arms out like this. On a, wait, this is on a, a bar. On a bar? On a bar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're here. So hands are inside by the chest. Bar on the forearm. And then you kind of like do this little. <laughs> so it kind of looks like a half strict muscle up on your forearm. <laughs> so why? Exactly, <laughs> but I can tell you That's why. It sounds like at any point you could slip and just have the bar straight to your chest. Like, yeah, Ooh. there's yeah, just there's be Simba. <laughs> yes. So there are scenarios in which you would get on like a really large tree branch, or maybe even like a, a wall or something like that. And you might want to use your full forearms to help you like pull yourself into a position, like in a position where you can support yourself. Right? There may be some scenarios Not like a that. Bar, yeah, but I, not I, on a to bar. Be, to be like 100%, I'd have to see the video and then make sure that I haven't ever done that technique. But I don't think I've ever rested my forearms in like Okay, this, so look at this. Like T-Rex. Bar, I grab it here, here. Then I push up. And once I'm in this position, Where's I the move bar my arms right, now? right underneath me. It's oh, on my so arms. Yeah. I'm you're not resting elbows on. Yeah, forearm. I mean, he is. Yeah, he's like, it's like Just, this. It's okay. like this. Yeah, the bar's right here. And then I push here, and once I'm up in this position, I go like this. <laughs> I, I turn it out like 90 degrees onto the bar. That. So the reason is, is because when you have, you can get into this position when you have a surface where your fingers and palms are down, uh -huh. okay, in front of you. Imagine like a zombie, but then bend your arms to your chest, okay, yes, for listeners, like T-Rex, right? Then you can sort of pull yourself up onto things if you don't have the strength to just pop up into a muscle up or something like that. Is your your dolphin sliding? <laughs> but it's practiced on a bar yeah, so and weird. so that's what sort of is doesn't make a ton of sense and so this is again well, it's just because overhang ledges are pretty uncommon they're but really uncommon. really that technique is it is for a ledge right yeah but overhang ledges are just hard to come by in a typical gym so you practice on a bar and i and that's what i would use i use something like that if i was on an overhang ledge and I was using yeah arms. yeah it makes sense i could see it on overhang so this is this is the distance that the training discipline. Also use I feel like I'm out of ice when I'm swimming in mm -hmm. water, and I come up on like through the hole. Yeah, and like then I have dock. to slide up onto the ice because you don't want to push down on the ice. You want to kind of like slide forward onto it, and then you kind of like little fins. You slide your belly. Yeah, it feels like it feels like how I would get out of the water on a boat. Yeah, it's a legit. You look like a sphinx, right? It's a legit technique in the right context. Yeah. I think it's my argument was that it was removed because. You see them training it on bars. That's all you ever so see is it trained on bars. Yeah. And some people do it on branches when they do get outside. But that's my that's my point was that I was I was I was saying, hey, you know, there's not a good reason to use this in this context on this bar and whatnot. And I don't I don't agree with this. So I think I think you, if you guys just take this away, it'd be a more legitimate discipline. Because someone asked for feedback on a video where they were instructing people to do that. Oh gosh. And I was like, that was my feedback. I was like, take this away. <laughs> Your feedback was dope. <laughs> I was like. Do up to 90% of what you did and then don't do the last 10%. And the response is what, what I have to challenge is because it was basically like, oh, it's MoveNet, you wouldn't understand. Yeah. You know, it's like, wait, 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 wait. We're all humans. Yeah. We're all, we all have an objective in movement disciplines like this is very clear. You're trying to climb on top of something. So we can talk about 
how we might do that and why we might train it a particular way. Yes, because we're parkour, all qualified. Parkour athletes can have the conversation with climbing, right? Yeah. Because we use a very similar technique. And obviously, they don't get on top of the rock very much unless they're doing bouldering for that purpose. But we can still absolutely have that conversation and uh, and have something of value to add to the other side. Exactly. And and if and they also shouldn't be so dogmatic, meaning do, like just blindly believing in what the discipline is sort of like hucking down the, the chain. Because with MoveNet, it's meant to be... I mean, we all watch. There's a video that I would encourage everybody to watch. And then I would say, um, you know, consider these points before you take the courses or do the workshops. Because I don't want to hate on movement, folks. But mm-hmm. the that's my caveat. Is I've done the cert and I've done the I've done the um, the stuff, and I'll describe a little bit of my experience. But the workout world we forgot by Irwan that has him. This is what got everybody like all psyched up, which is a, basically this movement montage of him out running around in the forest and he dives into this lake and pulls a log and like runs around his shorts on just like getting all like sweaty like fighting in in the air in the woods and wrestling with i don't know a log or something you just get you psyched up you're like oh i want to go train it was like very inspirational early videos like 11 or 12 um 2011 2012 and that's what sold but then when you when i went and did the workshops it was like okay they took me into a park in colorado springs like a park, like you take kids to. Oh, the one where Dante trains. Yes, yes. the one where Dante trains. <laughs> and, and the irony, right? Yes, he were? was there. The irony was he's like hugging dubs off. Dante is a uh, Grizzoli, right? I don't know. Grazzoli. I, I Grazzoli. 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 When I asked him how to Sorry, uh, Dante, pronounce it, he, he just smirked. The, yeah, yeah right. like a shaded. G man, G man, Dante. Because someone said Grazioli, and I was like, "Oh, that's how you say it." And then I looked at Dante, and I was like, "So who knows?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, I so sorry, Dante. Like I do care a lot, but I saw, just forgive me. I re- yeah. So um, I go down there, and this is supposed. To, I'm imagining going to train in some place that's going to be outdoors, and they're just going to talk about this theory of like training in the woods. And I'm in a park. Yeah, like a kids' park, and you're in Colorado Springs. Okay, we're not in downtown St. Louis, and there's like not nature. Right. Yeah. Yes. This is Colorado Springs. So this you're like a literally a 20 minute drive from actual forest. It, and it's just like from you, Garden of the Gods or yeah, somewhere super cool. Mont, yeah, Mount Cheyenne. It's like one of these things is like as I go to Colorado Springs, it would be harder to find a place that wasn't natural than it would be <laughs> to find a cool, and a more urban. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine the people who bought tickets and flew out? They're like, we're going to Colorado Springs and be on these red rocks and be doing all this stuff. And you get there and you go to a park. Like we're in the gazebo under with the picnic tables talking about crawling. And and to my left, the irony is the infancy of both of these disciplines is is Dante hucking dubs till he's unconscious (laughs) off off the edge of some playground equipment. And and the lady running the seminar is like, do you think he needs help? And I'm like, I don't know. He seems to like, that's pretty cool. So anyway. So we had so. So do, what's the what's the main intention for uh, MoveNet then? It's because I, I feel like parkour has a mixed amount of intention. Like I feel like there's definitely the majority of people are doing parkour because they want to look cool and it feels cool doing it. Exactly, right? you're right. And there's just a more adult and a different flavor way of wanting to look cool, yeah. and that's what they're going after, which is this natural sort of feral, like you know Tarzan style like okay. stuff. 
they could say no that it's routed it's practical and because they say they don't like handstands they did stuff like that it's just like eh, that's where you get into the dogma stuff yep mm. it's the aesthetic that's not their aesthetic handstands aren't their aesthetic yeah because <laughs> someone else already stole it <laughs> yeah i mean it just doesn't fit in the dogma it doesn't fit in the yeah. mean like this is what's cool this is what's okay to do so i worry about that when people are like oh no i'm not gonna i'm not going to challenge why i'm using this technique because my line of instruction told me Different that yeah i uh, actually remember having these conversations with uh gymnasts actually because we would parkour you know before 2010 was all in gymnastic gyms and open gyms still is to a degree i bet um and when we were doing techniques like front flips or back flips there was definitely like a parkour way versus the gymnastics way and and i remember myself being pretty uh, resistant to any gymnastics forms that we uh, that they had given us tips for. Mm. So and I, oh, I, I so I remember that. But I quickly I feel like I quickly grew out of that once I realized that when kids come from gymnastics into parkour, they tend to slay pretty easily. Yeah. So they're doing something right. Um, so yeah, I can I can, I can see I think that. there's yeah. I mean on that one specifically, it's like if like front tucks in gymnastics, you you don't grab your legs are actually not allowed to you get point deduction for that um because you want to be able to show control right Mm. so when you see like the girls or guys doing their tumbling routines you'll see them do their front flips and they they'll have their hands out in front but they never actually touch their knees um and so you see stuff like that and those are those are things because of a rule book Mm -hmm. right that says you'll get a point deduction if you do it um and yeah, I always felt like our arguments coming from the parkour side, when it was like, well, gymnasts do it this way, it was, we're like, that doesn't make any sense, though, on an efficiency level, right? Like, it's way, it's a lot easier to do a front flip if you grab your shins and you pull them in, Yeah. right? Like, why would I waste the energy on, like, trying to do this thing? It cheers pretty similar, where, like, you, you're not typically grabbing your, like, your knees or shins on a front tuck, so... There's those sorts of things, and I don't think those are necessarily dogmatic changes. Like parkour wasn't being dogmatic about being like, no, it's just it's just easier this way. So why wouldn't you just do the easier way to do the exact same flip? Um, right. Well, how do you hold an opinion without being dogmatic? Yeah. Well, it makes sense in that yeah, because from we, your from your start, yeah. Uh, especially from gymnastics, I can understand why you if 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 the roles were reversed and uh, a parkour athlete was trying to give tips to a gymnastics on a front flip, which I don't think it's appropriate because <laughs> uh, gymnastics have a very strict uh, goal and quite, not for quite literally quite literally yeah. thousands of years on top of you know, <laughs> and they the have the olympics like develop. it's just like it's, it's until gymnastics is like the you know not the favorite olympic sport for everyone to watch we can just leave them alone until parkour is up there um but i think it's just it is a different sport and they're doing it for a different intention so that's why i was mm-hmm. asking about parkour's intention versus move match intention because mm-hmm. if the object is just to get on top of the bar mm-hmm. then i don't think that technique makes sense to me yeah i mean i think that the answer you would get is is that they're looking for optimal human efficiency in its natural environment right it's a very method natural mm-hmm. approach to things um <clears throat> and i think that the irony of that is that i believe that uh, like the move or the method natural approach was just throw a human in the environment and they'll they'll, they'll adapt yeah, figure it out. right like they like something will happen in their body and mind and they will be able to overcome the challenges and they'll learn that way that you won't need to teach them kind of like an animal it's like 
the idea. Like as the lion cub grows up, it just understands how to hunt by putting in the context. It's not language you're not taught in that way. Yeah. So they take that approach, and I think we've not sort of adapted some of that. But then they created these systems and structures that became dogmatic because people who are going in are looking, especially when they're coming out of that mindset. Because their whole thing was like making fun of the zoo human, the human who is domesticated, mm-hmm. and then we're going to bring you back into nature and make you essentially a real human or a better human or a more optimal human. And that's sort of is good intention. But then you get these these people who are out here promoting the the content and they're they're in gyms. They're not mm-hmm. they're not outside. The certs are in gyms. They're not outside. The workshops are most of them are in parks. It's uh, pretty expensive to do the program, in my opinion. And if you and you have to pay a lot to get to a point where you're actually training outside with like the founders, mm-hmm. which I think is sort of if it's going to be that then make it that it's like what everybody's sold is the is the is the workout world we forgot and this idea of being able to just be tarzan basically in whatever environment and you go there and you're in a crossfit gym like this climb up variation this ledge climb up variation you know they do something it's called a tripod vault or step i think if i have to double check it's a step ball but you learn on a two by four on the ground and then at least it for a while it wasn't clearly explained that this manifested into a step ball. I thought it was just a balancing exercise, right? Being on one foot and one hand and letting the inside foot thread in and out of the ball. But, and I use some wax on, wax off approaches to my training with adults too, where I would like have them do real something like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. And be like, wait, grasshopper, you know? <laughs> and then like, with, but right away, then they're like, oh, usually in that lesson, they're like, oh, that's why you had me do that. Yeah, you gotta explain the why. But now they're off just like doing these progressions with forever. so much, yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. They're stuck in like a loop, yeah, right? Okay. Isn't that the risk of, the, of a dog? What is that called? Uh, uh, a, um, go ahead, Justin. I'll remember it. It feels like a stasis or something. No, you're no, just talking about, like a, there's, there's a like logic a... term in coding. Uh, Indefinite loop. No, not in coding. But I mean like in, in the workout world, we, oh. we have like a, a tongue in cheek. Yeah, term for that where somebody who's like, oh no, I only do like only do my box squats, you know, to make sure my form's perfect. And then you're like, oh cool, that's awesome. Yeah, like stick to the fundamentals and like, you know, like when are you gonna challenge yourself? And you're like, never. I only do fundamentals. I only do ninety five pounds to a box squat with a belt to keep it strict, perfect human shape, right? And so it's yes. like you know sometimes you need to like load some weight up there and bail a back squat and be like, yeah, oh, put it to the test. Oops. I didn't. Yeah. Like put actually put it to the test. Right. But they're like stuck in this. Like, I feel like move nets like that. Where, Paradigm. Like you're saying where they, they're always focused on these, these super isolated yes. techniques in a gym and they never actually go out there and try it and, and either realize that it's inefficient. Mm-hmm. Like the bar one, like I would never do that on a bar. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if I did do that on a bar, it's a very, very specific situation. That's maybe one out of a hundred thousand instances of getting on top of a bar, you know, or a tree or something like that. It sounds like maybe I'd use it in Ninja Warrior when I'm gonna see this obstacle once in my life, and I don't. So, I don't want to be like when it's like 110 percent safe that I'm not gonna fall off of it. Mm, maybe. Yeah, and the other thing you see is that there's some issue where you'll see people training it but it's out it's outside they're doing that little like technique or the the tripod step like on a fallen branch in a beautiful forest but they're literally just like stuck in a in a glitchy loop of just threading the leg back and forth they don't actually they're not actually like a waterfall yeah they go out there and they train 
the way that they trained at home in their backyard, they get out in nature, they don't know what to do. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to do my workout on this branch, right? And it's the same workout. Like they're doing, they're doing reps and volume and they're drilling. But I'm just saying like, you know, you got to look at like Wraith Kelly stuff, right? So mm-hmm. his, so he started, when MoveNet started, he started the long, along with Erwan is my understanding and was actually going to be in that original video, the workout world we forgot, but got cut out of it for whatever reason. Um, you go look at their stuff and their students and people training in their workshops and it looks as advertised. Yep. yep. Exactly. It's like if this, if, if this, if this, if MoveNet system just doesn't have enough representation of its end result and product in, in video form that I've seen for me to be confident in it as a sustainable system, something other than like, you know, it's basically less mills parkour, right? Which they do body pump, body jam. Yeah. It's parkour Zumba, at least in the majority of its, um, it's not bad, but it just, you can't have that approach and walk around and be like, oh no, no, you just don't get move nat. We, we work with older people and people who want, who don't want to jump. Like that's what people say to me that we don't, we don't want to go over bars fast and, and walls fast. We, you know, as if to say like to pass, to say that we don't understand that we have different goals or something like, no, like majority of my students, I have students in their sixties. I'll put video up next to their stuff of my students training for Dave is 66 and like doing monkey plants and strides and stuff like that's his choice. It's risky. It's on, and he's on concrete, Like he goes out and he does it. That's what I'm talking about. I think my biggest gripe with with the like natural fitness, I, I hate saying that term because there's a lot that gets lumped into that, is that never do they seem to understand that the natural world changes just like everything else, right? Like, don't get me wrong, there's still forests out there. And if you live in a cabin in the forest, move gnats probably a more practical thing for you to learn, although you probably don't need to. Um, than parkour, which is based for a more urban environment, right? But the argument that like parkour or even gymnastics isn't natural, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is is wrong. is wrong. It is natural for the environments that they're then practicing in, right? Parkour is natural for an urban environment. In fact, all of us do it if you go to a restaurant with a kid and you're sitting in outdoor dining and then all the family gets up once they're done and they walk and they go out the exit door, wh- which direction is the kid gonna take? He's gonna be like, car's there, railing here. And he's just gonna climb over the railing and the parent's gonna be like, don't do climb it. over the railing, right? That's natural for him. Because he's like, I wanna get there and this is in my way and I can climb over this. Right? And after it's some, natural for an urban environment. And after so, some acclimation, it's still a human body and environment. Like you're not, yeah. you don't get a new body when you go into the forest. Yeah. And the guys, in, a lot of guys in the UK and a lot of guys in the Pacific Northwest who train in the woods and train parkour, it's just like it's just like airbend or it's just like benders, right? You go like you find those jungle. What was the um, the earthbenders that were in the swamps and like uh, Cora? Was oh, it yeah. Cora? Was that Cora or is it a? Uh, it was on. It was both. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you just had like you just have people bending if parkour is bending <laughs> in different environments, and yeah, there are less people training probably parkour and calling it parkour in forests than there are in city environments, but we still have it. And I would argue that that ratio is just fine. Um, so the, yeah, like I look at the guys in like the UK who are training on like mossy stones and like, you <laughs> yeah. know, these 90% humidity environments, right? <laughs> like yeah, they kill so, it. Yeah. And they do it almost as if there is no, it's almost like it empowers them. 
Yes. They're like, oh, the moss is soft, which means I can bail this 12-foot leaf. <laughs> it is, but it's right? also like the most slick surface oh, on the yeah. planet. I, I'd rather walk through a river than try and free those, a mossy uh, brick. Those trees at Washington, Seattle? Yeah. Um, and looking down and being like, oh, I now understand how they fell in Avatar and they just like branch the branch. leaves, right? Because in Colorado, it, they would just all break if you just fell. It's like everything. And stab you on the way out, <laughs> yeah. too. Colorado is high, sharp, and hard. Yeah. And so uh, it's the first time going over there and like, oh, this is, this is why. Because I never really uh, enjoyed, well, I enjoy training outside if I film something. But like, uh, I remember we were training. Uh, filming a small video clip over at uh, Devil's Backbone. And after I get done a training outside in Colorado, I have cuts and bruises all over. And there's dirt everywhere. I have holes in my holes in my clothes. And so when I went to Seattle, I was like, oh, I could see how you could do this every week. It's soft. <laughs> this environment is uh, it, it's just conducive it's to It's a that. little more forgiving. Yeah. For sure. And those trees are like 60 feet. I remember those oh, trees. Yeah. They're uh people should look up and they're like they're nice to climb like you climb trees in colorado and they're not nice to climb they're like they flake and they're sappy sappy and they're (laughs) sharp and and sharp and yeah and like you climb up there and there's like a raccoon or a badger up there (laughs) i didn't realize this was your tree my bad sorry dude but that was uh i it's interesting when you bring up the natural element because i because i feel like if your if your sport doesn't modify your body in a way uh or add external modification, then it should be natural. Anything that you do where it's just you and you're just and you're moving or jumping and you're not, uh, you know, on pogo sticks, that should be considered natural. Then I mean, is, what else is natural? Well, that's point, the right? point. Is I get this line that it's a fitness system that is that can be integrated into any practice or discipline. So they advertise you know, some like lifting elements, like uh, lifting. They also have swimming. So they have these different modalities. They have combatives. They have um, throwing and catching. You know, it's pretty. It's a little more complete when it comes to like human endeavors. I would argue though that it's not. I think the the like the essence of being an athletic being as a human is specializing. I think that we've gone so long with this argument from you know people like Ito and people like Erwan Lacour and even like your founding like, you know, David Bell and Sebastian Foucault, less so Sebastian, but this argument that, like, to be human is to be well-rounded. And that's not at all true. We suck at swimming. Humans suck at swimming. We have no freaking webbing. Our bodies don't float. Who th- We don't swim. That's not a natural thing for humans to do. We spent millions of years getting out of the freaking ocean, okay? <laughs> right? So it's like this argument that, like, we need to be this well-rounded, like, being is i think inherently flawed is it a human insecurity like a literal human yeah they're like they're like oh my gosh we're like the top species on the planet you gotta be good at swimming it's like like um, you'll never be a dolphin you won't even be a minnow in terms of you can train your entire life be michael phelps win the most gold medals out of anybody in history and you still can't beat a freaking minnow yeah, you know, like an hundred meter swim. I'm sorry, that's but like, yes, officer, this comment right here. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like yes, at what at what point right will humanity just be like, you know what? There are just things that we just don't need to do. Now, I'm not saying that like swimmers are are irrelevant. Obviously, yeah. we Dude, do. There swim. are like those dudes in Thailand who are like 
uh, like just swimming underwater for like six minutes, like skewering like yeah, fish like, like the, spear, uh, the yeah. spiros. Yeah, like those dudes are are insane. And of course, like it's part of culture, right? Like if you look into like Hawaiian culture, like free some of your best free divers historically have been from Hawaii or from mm. those you know from your Indonesian islands because it's just a part of their culture that that's how yeah. they would fish they're like oh we didn't have scuba gear so we just go swim down there catch fish and come back up right but it's not a genetic adaptation it's it's just cultural acclimation oh, yeah i'm sure there's some genetics to it as well just because they've been doing it for hundreds of years but, yeah but no my i guess my point being is that it's like at some point you have to accept that maybe you as a person just want to be well-rounded mm-hmm. but you as a human are not designed to be well-rounded we know that like throwing mm-hmm. you're gonna have and we look in in the history of anthropology mm-hmm. we look at the skeletons of, of early humans and they had one shoulder that was very clearly better at throwing than the other shoulder right like that's just what it means to be human is to specialize yeah. at something mm-hmm. that's what made us the awesome species that we are and so i i hate the argument that it's like oh we're like returning back to what humans used to be when we were primal when we were primal we were dumb broken we died at 40 like i don't know about dumb so we were dumber than we are now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that is a good but, yeah point. no the throwing especially uh throwing like right that's that's a highly specialized uh right because uh that just reminds me of baseball and how just how incredibly specific baseball's getting how yeah. well your eyesight needs to be you know the 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 length of your forearm is, is incredibly important. And then it goes into basketball. So yeah, we are a specialized species for sure. And it feels like we're getting further specialized as we continue on. Is there, did you say there is some, well, for to Jesse's point, just to add a little more like uh, fun to some, something that I recently read was that apparently Neanderthals would be really bad at like handshaking because their thumb position is different. It's, it's exactly on the side, right? It's like, yes, like a, like a gorilla. Yeah, so it sits back here. Yeah, yeah. and there and there are bones. The humorous, like what <laughs> Jesse's talking about. So they're really bad handshakers, and they would stab you. So they weren't. They didn't. They didn't spend a lot of time in the plains. They spent a lot of time in thick brush. So they had. They had asymmetry too. But they're they're like humorous, and their like stabbing arm was well developed developed for like stabbing like yeah. with a spear like in the Whereas Thrusters. we're like we'll throw the spear at you, and they're like ha ha, and you're like kite. Right? So, yeah, <laughs> that's your archer. Just, uh... <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> shaking the stick about trying to get it. Anyway, those like any, they... any any video game raid ever. Your, uh, your rangers. <laughs> that's why the, that's why they, we could never get along apparently with, no, we actually, I think we did get along well with Neanderthals, but anyway. We got along quite well. Quite well. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So to, to your point, there are these, there are these selection, there are these, there are yeah. these, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a interesting because I'm definitely on the more generalized thing. I feel like even like when I play Apex Legends, I like try to play all of play the Legends as even oh, as I yeah. can. Yeah, this is a, yeah, this may be a fundamental difference. So, so there's some admission though that you can, if you're a mile wide, sometimes you're an inch deep, right? Oh, a mile wide. Mile yeah. wide and inch deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's your, things are being, but also like, and that's a fun way to explore too. So if there was true competence and we really saw this um, presenting, for example, of like stuff like MoveNet, where we're selling that this is like literally people are saying this is a solution to humanity and movement in your in your physical endeavors. Don't go and lift weights, lift a stone and lift it overhead, and that's what you should be doing. Um, 
it almost is like a regression dogma to some degree, but um, I, that's just how it's manifested. I don't think like I met the the, the OG folks like in my and my the guy who did my um, training was Vic, and I think at one point he was he was married to Julie Angel, or Julie Angel who did the um, parkour documentary, yeah, Break Rocker Breaking the Jump book. Um, so they know, and he was a dude. He was a badass. Like he was like a French like like ex military guy who. I'm pretty sure his specialty was in was in like underground underwater like knife combatives or something like that. I don't know. That's that's probably not true. But that's just how I remember his like his like demeanor. Like he was always in all black, really sleek, super cool guy. Just a total badass. But it's like, okay, so where are those guys? Where's that training? Is it just secret? It's like, oh, this is MoveNet, we don't show people that anymore. It's like, where are your people? Like you go to like my 65-year-old guy, 66-year-old guy. And I can give you a video of him training parkour as it should be outside on concrete on his own accord. So where is this, like, where is the, where are the movement people who like can like do strongman and jujitsu and box and throw spears and still do basically parkour in the woods? Where, where, where is this content? I would be excited to see it because I think that's a really cool that's just Rafe stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. why Rafe came. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, yeah. right. We don't get paid by Rafe, but I'm just saying like that exactly. Go do his workshops. Yep. They're cheaper and you're, you get right to the point. You get more out of it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I. It's tough for me with those things. Uh, like Justin was saying with like Apex Legends, you know, it's a video game for those of you that don't know. Um, Justin will rotate characters. Because he's like, ah, oh, no, I want to. I want to know how all the characters play. I'll play every character just, just to know how they play, and then I'll pick one and I'll be like, no, this one. Why? I like this one, yeah. and I won't. I won't change until I'm forced to change, <laughs> because I'm like, I'm here to have fun, and I want to just be really, really good at this one character, yeah. this one aspect, right? Because I want to specialize, and it makes it easier. So it's anytime I, I catch those content, like drops from any of those like movement ones where they're like. If any, for example, if any one of those people were like, Jesse, you need to swim. I'd be like, what part of my five foot, 760 pound dense body tells you that I'm going to swim? Huh? None of it, right? Nothing of my physical stature tells you that I'm going to go out and swim. I'm sorry. Right? Okay. And I, I'll swim. You I'll practice. Yeah, but you do swim. That's well, the you did it, right? But yeah. That's the well, and that, yeah. And yeah. so... So yeah, in for anybody that's like, oh my gosh, Jesse doesn't do things he doesn't like. Um, <laughs> I went out and I did a three day cert for free diving. And for anybody that knows me, uh, the ocean is a very scary thing for me, um, and it should be for you too because it doesn't care about you and it will wow. murder you. Yes, and it will as and murdered. all of its creatures want to eat you. Yeah, everything, and it, it has this merciless. Okay, the land is what you're developed for. Um, but I went out and I did a free diving cert. So diving, you know, upwards of my depth at the end of the cert was I, I went down 80 feet. 80 wow, feet you did 80 feet? On a single breath. Yeah, I spent uh, three months before the cert, like, working on my breathing and my holds. And Why don't you ever brag about this? Swimming. That's deep. Yeah, 80 super feet? deep, right? And on I a, went single there. a single breath? single breath. So I, so I went down. 10% marketing, bro. <laughs> so I, I went out and I, I did this cert. Um, and, and it was amazing and it was a blast. Um, and I love like anytime we're in the tropics on vacation or something like that, I love, you know, swimming down and having that skill. That being said, 
do I think that having that skill now makes me more human? No. Mm. I think it was just something mm. that I was weak at. Mm. And I was like, this would be cool to learn and also just to experience. I'm never going to be a free diver. You won't see me like changing careers or, you know, focuses, but I tried it. So wait, so you did that swimming exercise mm-hmm. and then um, you done, you did, you did martial arts as a kid and you've done some wushu with me, right? right? And then you lift, right? Yes. Okay. And you can do the Olympic lifts being the jerk and the snatch, right? Yeah. They're not collegiate level, mm-hmm. but you can do your proficient. Yeah. And you do parkour. I mean, kind of sounds like that's everything being promised by said. You're right. No, you're totally right. And that like, that's what they're saying is like, go out and experience these things. But what the, the difference is that they're saying is go out and learn these things and maintain them. And also and right now, I can guarantee that the person that went out and did that cert can outswim me hand and foot. They're still doing it. That's the thing. But I'm not doing any, like, I'm not doing breath holds right now. I'm not doing any cold water submergence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not practicing, you know, any sort of my, like, breathing regulations or anything. I'm not doing any of that sort of stuff right now because I've already done it. Mm-hmm. Will I do it in the future? Maybe. But I'm not going to go out and, like, try and be like, oh, my gosh. I, it's like it's like carrying a bunch of stuff from one. Have you ever tried to, like, carry laundry from the dryer to your room? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have right? a special technique for that, actually. But. <laughs> <laughs> Justin singes them all on his toes or something. But right, like you're carrying all this stuff and then you're like, you're walking to the room, right? And you start dropping socks and you're like, mm. and you try and pick it up with your toe, right? That's what it feels like they're asking you to do as yeah. a human. They're like, you need to have all of these things and maintain them and get to the destination, which is death or something. I'm not sure, right? Like yeah. the end of your life. You need right. to maintain them for the entirety of right. your it's life. Like, how do you know you're proficient? But you're, yeah. you know, you're riding on this feeling of a deficit. Well, and because there, those are all specialized skills. Throwing mm-hmm. is a specialized skill. Yeah. Lifting logs is a specialized skill. Yeah. There are definitely Viking people out there that have lifting log competitions, right? Or the caber toss. So as those all specialize, the inflation rate increases. And there's no way that you can keep up with this well-rounded bubble, mm-hmm. right? So you're trying to carry all your laundry and you're dropping socks. And my mentality is like, look, if you dropped a sock, Look back, and if that's not your favorite sock, freaking leave it. Let it go. Go get it later if you, you want. To drop later. all your stuff off in the room and come back for it. And pick he's, it up, or you can just be house. like, ah. you know what I mean? Socks everywhere. Or yeah, so if you if you're carrying laundry and you drop the shirt that you need for work today, right. then yeah, you should probably pick that up and go fold it. You know, or put it. So where my it needs problem to be. with it with approach is that 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 should be for the sake of for the love of movement for the sake of you know you went and did those things to explore what it's like yes that's a different approach than telling people that they have a deficit Mm -hmm. and that they because they don't do these things because they don't swim there's something wrong with them it's like the religious guilt thing yeah it i it's like don't put that on people if sell it to inspire them and then actually deliver because that's not like I mean, that's just not what happened in any of those, any of the times I went to, to do their programs. It just was like a sandbag clean and jerk. I was like, I li- it was doing it in a CrossFit gym. I literally had just done it in a CrossFit gym like a month beforehand. Like it's not <laughs> part of your where, I mean, so I went out into the mountains and found like wood and did, a, actually, I ro- oh, I got paid by CrossFit for this. That I had a, pic- yeah, a picture of an overhang, overhead, a jerk, overhead squat, right? I did a, yeah. uh, a snatch with a log in the, on the Twin Diamond Peaks, and then it got on CrossFit's homepage. It gave me a hundred bucks. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah. They don't. Hundred dollars for a picture that you were using already. That's OG influencer right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now you should repost it and tag them. Be like, hey, oh, you yeah. can you give me a hundred dollars? I have more followers now. I'm, no, I'm saving pictures like that for when people are like, "You don't understand, Moonnet." I'm gonna be like, "Look at me. Here I am. I have another picture of me just carrying a rock, shirtless." <laughs> I in the forest. Yeah, on this. Yeah, in barefoot. In, in barefoot. It was when I was doing barefoot running in Red Rocks, right? It wasn't yeah. even staged. I legitimately was training that. And now my tender feet can't walk across the parking lot, like you're saying, the maintenance stuff, yeah. like without being, ooh, ow, ooh, ow. But I had that picture, so when people are like, you understand movement, and I'm like, look at me, snatching this purposeless log over my head in the middle of the mountains in the Rockies. Look at me carrying a rock around with my shirt off. Isn't that what you signed up for? And they'll be like, where are your pictures? Yeah, they're like, well, here's me in my backyard. And they've got like, I don't know, like a yeah. gallon of milk or something. I think it, <laughs> that being said, I think it, it's different for everybody. If you're starting off and you worked an office job your entire life and now you're like, you know what? I need to get in shape. Move that's a fine starting point. Any of these are fine starting points for you to get back into an athletic realm, right? I think for athletes like myself who have who have been more or less, this sounds a little egotistical, but more or less at the top of their game their entire life. Um, it's move nets, not for me, right? Because I have all these general skills other than like some, maybe some cool techniques around like how to teach something. There's nothing in there that I'm going to accomplish for the first time in a cert like that, where I go in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never climbed on top of a log before, uh, right? Or something like that. So it's just, it's not, it's if anything, it's it's bringing me back to work on stuff that I don't need to work on. Yeah, but I think that the thing I would say about that is that if like Erwan or Vic or these like, these these MoveNet higher-ups came to me and were like, yo, let's train in the woods of France where I trained, we would do that. Oh, yeah. We would gain from that. I would gain from I would do that in a heartbeat. But it's like, and I'm not trying to tear this down too much, but I just want people to understand that you've got to get to that. Like I, if I go back and do it all over again, I just would have, if I really wanted to do it, I would have spent more money and trained directly with those guys in a private scenario or whatever, just to get to the core of what they do. If anyone is interested in that style of training, I think right now, Rafe Kelly's stuff, move off play is what is what they should do and look at because yeah. it's it's just easier barrier to entry. There, there isn't as much time spent on this these, this dogmatic mecha- mechanistic like early approach that just leaves you thinking you have to do these like tripod techniques on a two by four for a year before you're allowed to step all over something, right? And they're so far, and they're so far from removed from that. I think those guys are badasses at the top, but I just don't see it trickling down. down. Yeah, I think like, it's like like Ito's team, like Ito's a badass, and his team are badass. It's true, and but Ito, the team, also, the people that his team trains are badass. But he also right? doesn't show up to his workshops. Yeah, that's the thing. He's the opposite. He's like aloof. Yeah, there you will. Like, no, I, oh. I am not here in the physical realm. <laughs> so why so, would I show up to your workshop? Yeah, it's your workshop. Well, the actually. problem with the works that with that workshop was that they wouldn't tell you that he wasn't going to show up. When you're like, "Will Ito be there?" They're like, "We haven't determined who our people are going to be, and it's not him <laughs> in the U.S. like ever, right?" Yeah. But that's not true. There was a few times early on. I don't know visa issues or something, whatever. But. Um, so, so what I feel like without turning down too much is like with MoveNet, it's like you order it and it's, the joke was like, yeah, it's like I ordered Method Natural from, from Wish and you know, the show up is no, yeah. you gave me this dropship thing. 
You you packaged it. You overbranded it. You you gave me instructors who don't have maybe the same amount of experience as, as you do, and and the the package is, does not deliver. It just right now it does not, not deliver. Not as advertised. And it's not as advertised. And then they say, oh no, that's because we're not. Well, the people that I've talked to have been saying that's because we don't focus on. We're more focused on people who don't really want to do these extremely intense parkour movements. We, they just maybe want to learn how to how to move and be balanced and whatnot. But that's not what you're selling. You're selling like, this is your answer. This is the fitness solution answer. It's all encompassing. Anything you can do, we can do more reasonable, better, or have an ideal with that. And I, that's why I think there's a little, it's a little bit deceptive. And that's why I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it until that, until that changes. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I did the cert. So you're telling me you're going to certify me and move that. I've got the one, the two, there was three that they had out. I had the first one, the second one done in one long weekend in a CrossFit gym. To me, it's a bit disingenuous when you're saying this is, you can say, oh, it'll adapt to that any environment. That was the model back then though. Yeah, maybe it's changed, but now I see MoveNet like freaking boxes and like things for in gyms, right? You see oh, the really? box. Yeah, they have these like MoveNet equipment kits. It's just mm. like jungle playground stuff that doesn't even look jungle-ish. It's just green in a box. It's parkour equipment that's adjustable in, in for CrossFit gyms basically. So I'm like, mm, guys, I mean, okay, it's fine, but just don't come at me like, oh no, you, we're approaching this differently. When, when I, there are plenty of parkour people, in fact, probably more parkour people than MoveNet people out there working with, who are competent coaches. The scene is a little more wild, right? You have like really intense coaches with no experience and then maybe some that have a ton of experience, but the breadth of knowledge is there across parkour. Yeah, It's you can't stop acting like parkour can't teach, parkour isn't for everyone. Stop acting like that. It's not true. It's yeah. just there's a lot of it. So if you go and you have one experience where someone's an extreme coach, sure. But then yeah. you have for every one of those, there's another one who's like, nope, I don't ever flip and I don't leave the ground. And if that's what you want to work on, that's fine. But it's still in the world of parkour. Stop. You walk, don't you? Boom, boom. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's that. that's my beef. And then I did go do uh, Rafe Kelly's um, workshops. Um, just so people know. And it was just exactly what I had expected. You flew out on a plane. You did start in a park, but it was a park where you're like climbing 60 foot trees, mm-hmm. right? In Washington state, you know, in Seattle. And then I even got to go see Bruce Lee's grave, which was cool. And then, so that was bonus on the, on the trip. And then we make it out into the wilderness where you stay, where you stay in his dad's like wood built cabins, like, a, like this Ewok village. <laughs> And you run around in your underwear, uh, you, you know, just like jumping in the water and stuff. Like, and that's what you, you, we, you traverse like down the water and do jump in the waterfalls. And there were older people there doing it too. There was progressions, but you have to be a little, little bit of hardy to, yeah, to be a little bit hardy. A little bit of hardy <laughs> to do that, I feel like. But same thing, we did all this stuff. We did wrestling on the beach with like the backdrop of the ocean, you know, with a circle of like seaweed that you have trying to throw each other out of. Like we did parkour lines on rock surfaces and on trees and stayed in like, you know, using natural sauna. It was so freaking cool. That's like what you wanted when you, when you signed up for moving out, I feel like mm-hmm. not CrossFit with a mustache, you know, or plaid or whatever. CrossFit without equipment. Yeah. CrossFit without weights. Maybe I would say if you think that that approach is something you want to do, you should train parkour. Then you should take, like Krav Maga and Jiu Jitsu, and then go do some strongman, sign up with Jesse for your deep sea diving class. And yeah, it takes, 
it takes a lot more uh it may take some parsing if you really believe that that's the intent is to explore all those things but uh you know that's yeah it seems like there's a, a slippery slope when you start to define what being human is as this ancestral standard right where it's like oh you need to move like a caveman to be more human than what you are today but uh and i you know i think i had this mentality too but now that we've been talking about it it does feel like you know specialization is more <laughs> human than anything at this point and and when and when you're trying to learn and be good at everything and you think that you can have one sport that accomplishes that goal or one uh, discipline that that's going to make you more like your evolutionary you know ancestor you're just you're you're gonna set yourself up and for everyone else you're selling to you as a disappointment yeah because it's an impossible right, yeah. promise yeah and you'll never match up to that so if you want to be good at lifting weights you just gotta lift weights and if you want to be a diver you can't practice crawling right you just, you, you're you just gonna have to go to the specialized sport if you want to be good at all of these things which is yeah. i don't think trying to be good at every single thing that your body can do like pole vaulting and parkour and football this doesn't make you more human that but it's just... a bit like discovering your bending yours what yeah. you're good at is to be discovered not yeah. to be forced right yeah. onto you and it and the general value of generalization is exposure yeah that being said we're not against uh, certainly i'm not against like cross training right no like my sport has always been and most likely will always be parkour but that doesn't mean that I won't go out and try archery, mm-hmm. right? 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 And explore that, and then be like, "Oh yeah, this is pretty fun." Do I like it more than parkour? Is it more me than parkour? No, right? And then just like the free diving, then I'll let it go, right? And maybe I'll come back to it and, and play around with it. But but yeah, I think if you don't already have like your thing, then you you do this generalist approach where you just kind of go out and you just try all these things until you find something, but you're not any less human or any less of an athlete because you're like, my sport is bowling. Yeah. Right. Like, cool. Great. That's your thing. Go for it. Right. And don't let anybody tell you that like you're less human because you bowl four days a week and you can't climb a mountain. Right. And you can't, and you can't swim across, you know, this like straight in the raging river and like, and then get out and carry a big old rock. I mean, if you could do both, that's cool. But it like, might not... be fun. People like to train that way. It yeah, could be fun. Right? But just don't act like that's what you're saying is don't act like that. Like you're like people are less than who don't take that approach. And also, I think, are you also saying that it's a bit of a fallacy to believe that there is that sort of ideal that that ideal is is relevant or? I think yeah, that, I think so. that ideal is is totally relevant. But I think that ideal is impossible. Because maybe a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand years ago, that ideal might have been more realistic. But as humans specialize, I mean, can you be the best? Can you be the best in all the categories of parkour, or even world class, or even yeah? <laughs> yeah. You can. Have, I think you can be world class in, in all the categories of parkour right now because okay. we haven't specialized yet that far. But it's very difficult to have to be one of the furthest jumpers one of the fastest climbers to swing and lashay the farthest right to be able to like do speed courses skill and style and be able to top three in all of those every single time it's it's 
damn near impossible to do that in parkour alone. Can you imagine trying to be competent in everything? Oh, uh, yeah. Right? And as, as of course, as parkour itself grows and freediving grows, I mean, the world record for freediving is like some 300-something feet. Oh. I couldn't even hit half. I couldn't even be 50% confident of the best person in the world, right? Unless I really dove in and you don't think that something else is going to have to retract a bit from that, right? So, <laughs> I dove in. And so, oh, as, a, as a result of that, I, I think it's like, it's a novel thing to think about, but it's just, it doesn't do you any good. Yes, it kind of reminds me of the like, I am very badass. Like, I can survive outdoors. I can survive in any situation. And that's mm. and really what you're talking about, survival. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is surviving. Which we, so we spent that, a long time good. trying to get away from just surviving. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's, yeah. people don't want to hear people died for it. what practical is. Because practical is go to the doctor once a year, get your blood work done, have a, have a savings account, start a Roth. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know, get insurance. You're like, what? Oh, this sounds horrible. Well, it's really practical, though. Ah! Right? You know. Yeah. That's survival in the modern era. Not expose yourself to the wilderness in a way that might get you injured and left for dead. <laughs> yeah, just, I, like I guess the, I would just imagine if you took somebody from, you know, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, who's homesteader, right? And they had, like, a complete picture of the life you live now. And then you encountered them out there and they're, like, chopping wood in the winter to like stock up you know and start stoke the fire while they're like newborn childs in there and like you know and then you're like hey man i just came out i just wanted to experience this for the weekend like, yeah Get the, right they'd be so pissed at you they'd be like you live an amazing life and you come out here to be like do my method natural and they'd be like are you kidding me man if i could live in a city and have electricity i'd do it in a heartbeat yeah I think so that just, it just I think you're describing little, like, Back to the Future Three. It's just a little disingenuous <laughs> to like to to think that the glory days are behind us as as that a was species. the but that was all of paleo. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is some truth that we are disconnected from our humanity and nature, and I think that should be explored. I will say that. And I think, but I think you explore that in any sort of athletic realm, right? Like, yes. are you doing something with your body? Congratulations, you're connecting with your humanity. As it relates to no, nature. I mean like going into nature, like being in nature. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I did. I do think Jesse, because I I feel like uh, I had that uh, idea that like parkour was what uh, uh, you know what was what made us human. If you didn't do parkour, like if you're doing football didn't make you human, parkour mm. made you human, right? Yes. But uh, I do think Jesse's point is for, if you were doing anything athletic. That feel like that basically means that you are using your body and it is being human and uh, and you're, you know, you're, uh, I don't know, you're connecting with, I don't know, what evolution designed you to do. Mm-hmm. Or in pushing that boundary. And that's part of being yes. human too, is pushing the boundary of that's what are... That's the most human. Yeah. Yeah, specialization is actually so, great. I so I, you know, I, I always thought parkour was very special because it, it could be applied like that. And I, that's why I joined parkour maybe but now i think i just i mean the real reason is it's just cool it it's just cool. cooler it's and it's a little bit safer to me if i'm being totally honest the way i do it it's safer and it's unique i don't i and i i'd be lying to myself if i say i do it because i think it makes me more human it's also more easy to get to an immersive state yeah in my opinion you know a lot of team sports require special setup scenarios yeah. multiple people 
But in parkour, you can pretty much go anywhere yeah. where there's an environment to explore and, and dive into, you know, Avatar State, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. By yourself or with others. Right. Yeah. A little more versatile. So there's values there. We have values. But I'm just saying, like, stop shopping around and being like, the reason I bring this up is because I'm having people are asking me about this and I'm having to have conversations about it. I'm trying to condense the, the reasoning as to what, but I'm trying to deal with a deeper issue. Like, why are who are you? And what do you want? Right? Like the, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to get to that question when people come to me and ask me like, should I get this cert? Should I go to this workshop? Should I do this? Am I not enough here? Should I learn more of that? And you're just like, who are you? And what do you want? You must ask yourself, right? The Uncle uh, uh, Tozoku, Iro Tozoku. Tozoku? Uh, <laughs> no, Zoku is my character. Right. It's a combination of Goku and that'd be pretty cool. Zoku, Zoku, you don't like it? Oh. Yeah. So, I... all right. Yeah. I, I don't think... think we intended to talk on this topic today. But no, I'm we, glad did. we did. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. We had some good points, right? And a live audience. Yeah. <laughs> Only for the last part. Yeah. What am I? All right. <laughs> what am I? Uh, yeah, Your cult. Right. Executive <laughs> producer. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You can listen to the podcast anywhere you get your major podcasts. Um, and you can watch us on YouTube if you want to see our pretty faces and all of our gestures. Um, that's all linked under the Outrun show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.